You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is Katie from Queen's Podcast. Today, we have a fun episode on where we've invited on our resident channel and psychic, Tandy, to do another history mystery with us. And in this one, we are going to discuss the life of Elizabeth Bathory. And so if you aren't familiar with this name, you might want to take a second to Google it just to make sure that's something that you're in the right headspace for. Content warning in this episode for, you know, just a bunch of icky stuff. Maybe we should have chosen a more holly jolly one for this time of year, but that's not really our style. So anyway, I hope you enjoy. And as always, we do use a salty language in this episode. So listener discretion advised. Cheers, bitches. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Queens, hey! Hey, I'm super excited about this episode coming up. Yes! Y'all should be too! Yes! And unless you press play without hitting, or without reading the title, you know that we have a returning guest today. Nathan, will you introduce our guest? Yes, we have the lovely and wonderful Tandy with us again. So, yes, I think y'all might remember her whenever we did a channeling on Elizabeth Woodville. Yes. Um, Had so much fun with that, so we had to invite her back to do another round. (laughs) For anyone that didn't catch our Elizabeth Woodville episode and is hearing your name for the first time, why don't you introduce yourself, what you do, and what you're here to do today? What do I do? It's more of a what don't I do. Um, My moniker for the last uh, about five years um, is as your wellness witch and your magical mentor. I've had a career for the last 25 in fitness and wellness, but because I'm witchy as fuck, I just decided to be honest and transparent with the outside world and blend the two bits. So I am a channel. I'm an intuitive tarot reader. I am a psychic as well as a good old old school coach, mentor, teacher, and mother of all kinds of creative endeavors. So I have an online studio, um, unicornwellnessstudio.com. We've had a membership there for 10 years, and it is this beautiful community for those who are spiritually minded, witchy-woo-woo, witchy-woo-woo curious and want to grow into their magic, but it's all based in self revolution. So I love being here with you all. Um, We had such a good time last time. And today I'm completely going in blind. Yes. I need everybody to know that. I have no idea what we're reading for today. And I'm delighted by this. Yeah. So last time we had you on to do the princes in the tower. 
Yes. Candy did a reading and Elizabeth Woodville came through. Shit got real. Shit got emotional. Yes. It got real. Today, we have another Elizabeth that we're going to discuss. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so Tandy, and also maybe I should give a preface that this one is a bit dark. Okay? Okay. okay. Do you know the name Elizabeth Bathory? Okay. No. Nice. Uh-huh. Nathan, why don't you get us started? <laughs> okay, so basically what you need to know about her is that she goes down in history as like the ultimate bad guy. So we really are trying to ask you, does she really deserve this claim to fame? Yes. So some backstory. Elizabeth Bathory was born August 7th, 1560 in modern day Hungary. Big Leo energy. Big Leo energy. (laughs) Her family was one of the most powerful families in Eastern Europe. So she's really well connected. Very, very rich. She's got that money, honey. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Very, very rich. I like I think in the time like her first cousin was king of Poland like rich rich she got married when she was 15 which was normal for the time and for the nobility and the story goes that she and her husband loved each other very very much but they were into not to kink shame anybody but they were into some sadistic shit in the bedroom and they may or may not have forced members of their staff to participate. So her husband died, and Elizabeth is just left like this wealthy woman, like the most wealthy woman in Hungary, maybe in all of Europe at the time. Right. And so she opens a school for girls in her house, like a finishing school. It's very prestigious. And the story goes that soon after she starts torturing and murdering her students as well as the girls on her staff, and rumors start spreading And it becomes that she bathes in the blood of virgins. And that's why she's doing this to keep herself young so she can bathe in their blood. Which you can't do, like, you can't fill a bathtub up with blood. The blood will coagulate. That's not a thing you can do. But anyway, that's the story. (laughs) It's not a thing. (laughs) Not a thing. But she basically is like one of the inspirations to Dracula. Was one of the things. So she bathed in the blood. She drank the blood of virgins. All of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So eventually the king of Hungary, a guy named Matthias, was also... So eventually the king of Hungary, a guy named Matthias, who was also the Holy Roman Emperor, which is just a state of state mind. That's um, <laughs> an inside joke on the show, sorry. <laughs> um, so he opened up an investigation on her, and she was found guilty of killing as many as 600 girls put under house arrest where she died yes if you google most prolific serial killer i think elizabeth bathory is in the guinness book of world records for the most kills of a serial killer or at least female serial killer yeah so tldr (laughs) very rarely am i totally silent i'm like i don't even okay all right then (laughs) so that is the tldr on elizabeth bathory obviously we're leaving out Some things, because I want to see what you pull, what you pick up on. But there are a lot of people that believe this ridiculous number is more from politics. Like maybe people had motive to do a smear campaign on her. So we want to kind of figure out, is she really this horrible person? Was it a political smear campaign? Or is it somewhere in between? But that number 600, that's a big old number. That's a big old number. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. (laughs) I mean, the first thing my brain goes is, 
how? Like, are there that... Okay, number... I'm sorry. I have questions, and I know we're going to read, but, like, how many students does she have? I mean, it's over the course of a few years or whatever, and also, remember, she's one of the wealthiest women in Europe, so she has lots of houses, so she has lots of staff, also. Okay. And also, you know, I also think that that number is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it just, it's a lot. And then, okay. (laughs) So, to clarify, we want to ask if this moniker, right, if the conviction is real, right, if she is the ultimate bad guy, or if it was a smear campaign. If it was, like, politically motivated, which I didn't want to give you too much details on what that means. Yeah. Okay, and I literally know nothing about this. Like, I'm a fan of you all, but when I listen in, I'm listening and learning. I have, until this moment, never heard her name. Yeah. I'm, you all saw my face. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the whole time she was like, what Unbelievable. is this <laughs> Okay, all right. I mean, we're going to straight up ask, um, is this real? Is she the ultimate bad guy? Or was it a political smear campaign? So that's where we're starting. We just, I like to go straight for it. Let's take the big swing and see what unravels. Fascinating. So the card that I just pulled, this is the strength card. This is Leo's card. And she wasn't Leo. <laughs> Yeah, right? I'm like, y'all, I can't make this stuff up, and I don't really know how this is going to unravel. So I just, we pull the card, I touch the card, we start to see what starts to roll through here. So let's start with the tradition, and let's start with the basics of the Leo card. In this deck, it's a uh, lion's head under the sun holding a rose in its mouth with the infinity symbol on its forehead. So if you're just listening to the podcast and not in connection with the video, this is what we've got. And I'm sure we'll post this in all the places and spaces so you can see it. Okay, hang in there, y'all. She's <laughs> rolling up seatbelts. Like, I don't okay. know where we're going. <laughs> I got, like, literally, it was, like, hot. I was like, okay. Um, so the strength card traditionally is a lion and typically a goddess, like a female entity. And it is often depicted with the female entity with her hand in the lion's mouth, okay? Or in ones that progress, it's the goddess that's petting the lion, almost like it's her pet, okay? So I love to really dumb dumb shit down to like nutshell essence of things, that the strength card really offers us the capacity to tame our inner monsters. And if you can lean into your divine feminine nature and find balance, not to keep your monsters at bay, but to tame them, to not let them lead you, then you have strength in this lifetime. This card says actually we're stronger if we can acknowledge our inner monsters, our inner demons, and bring forth, because here's where the Leo energy comes in, that the Leo energy gets a bad rap. I'm a Leo rising. That it's all egotistical, that everything's me, 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 me. It's always a show. It's always a selfie. It's always out front. It's always performing. Whereas the spiritual benevolence of Leo is that it's actually the biggest heart of the Zodiac. So there's this like crazy juxtaposition already rolling through that's not bringing clarity just yet, okay? It's trying to figure out this balance. Clearly there were some inner demons there. In this one moment, I'm not hearing that it was a complete smear campaign there is some truth to what was going on because she had some inner demons and inner monsters and yet when i pull this card and with me in community this is a card of lilith but lilith gets very demonized literally she gets cast out of heaven we're going to do the ridiculous nutshell for stating equity 
like, this doesn't work for me, and I'd like to do something different. And Adam and God are like, no, out. But if you're willing to lay under Adam, then you can stay. And she's like, well, that doesn't fucking work for me, and it's uncomfortable, and I don't like it. And I didn't say I didn't want to have sex. I just didn't want it in that position. Well, there's a really strong line of Lilith here. She is the goddess of blood and sex magic. Hmm? Which is hmm? something that I think Elizabeth Bathory was very, at least the blood and sex part. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so this is so loud. Right. She is like blood and sex magic is real. And it's something that people work with. It still to this time gets demonized. She was already ahead of her time as she really was bathing in blood. I mean, she's witchy as fuck. There is definitely blood magic happening here. And there's definitely sex magic happening. It does feel like there was some shady, dark shit going on. It's definitely a yes to making people who worked for them participate. That's a very, very clear yes. And that's sketchy as fuck already. Making them, like, not that they, oh, do you want to participate? But like, hey, you're going to participate? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely a yes. So... What I hear right now in this one card in this moment as an open channel is it is giving me like a scrim to her that it's not that there's a block because I know when there's a door closed and a block, this is what's making it like "Mm, she was not the nicest and there was some shady shit. She's also not the demon to the extent that has been portrayed. Okay, I don't, mm, it's showing not like bathtubs full of blood, because like you said, you like that shit doesn't work. That's That's not how how it works. works, But it's not how that works. But there was definitely blood sex magic things going on. It's got a very vampiric, like, like she wasn't afraid of the dark stuff. Things that people think are naughty got her off. I'm Jane Perlez longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off. An eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Hey, y'all, spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley. Not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now 
on all your favorite podcast apps. I think this is so interesting in comparison to our reading about the princes in the towers, just how it's going so far. Eve. Like it sounded like Elizabeth Woodville was coming to you before we even did the reading. And this yeah. one, not a closed door, but she's not necessarily speaking loud and clear, correct? Correct. And this morning, because I, I'm always aware, before, like I've said the last time, before I do a channeled session that I know is meant to be a channeled session, things tend to come through beforehand, but I have no idea what it's about. Today was very quiet. Yeah. Like, really quiet. And then both you and I had internet issues. <laughs> Yeah, like connectivity issues, right? Like messaging and communication not Which being made me nervous because I was like, maybe she doesn't want us talking about her. Because Nathan and I have one episode that's no longer up because the audio was so bad. And I was like, maybe she didn't want us talking about her. I'm going to let you in on the information right now. She wants to be talked about. She wants <laughs> to be she, seen and heard. And, and the not, right. No, it's very, I mean, the Leo card is like the first thing that comes out. And she's like, no, you're going to talk about me. It's kind of like any press is good press. You know, she's definitely of that ilk. She's like, people are still like, talking about me. Like there's metal. Literally, I was her. just getting ready to say, she's not, it's funny because it's showing this gray scrim as if you're talking to somebody who's in jail you know, like between the glass kind of thing Mm -hmm. that she's not like happy and excited, but like "Mm, this legacy has stood the test of time. So she's not mad about that. (laughs) She's infamous. She's still famous. Definitely infamous. She's definitely still famous. Okay. We are going to pull another card, but I will say that the messaging right now is, yeah, she was, she was a bad guy. Okay. I don't think it's to the extent and I am hearing that that number is massively inflated. Okay. Um, it just is. Yes, they invited people into their bed. This is before, you know, her husband passed. They forced people there. But it, it was also like power and money and pleasure and sex. You work for me. There is also a narrative here that wants to be heard that's not everybody's going to like this. I know it is like, well, they were being paid and compensated and they really thought that that was fair also in some ways. That... It's shady as fuck by any standards of humanity, but you do have to take things in time and context and their awareness, the levels of power and money, the expectations, and perhaps an undereducated, like they just didn't think those She was super, super educated, but she may have been thinking, yeah, maybe you didn't like that sexual experience, but are you sleeping in a palace or are you sleeping in a shack? Literally. Mm. No, this is, again, it's skewed and it doesn't say that I, I, as a channel, I'm not saying this is okay. I don't know her history, but like you said, like super rich, super well connected. If you're birthed in that, there is so much privilege, right? And mm-hmm. audacity and like, no, 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 everybody does what I say. That's the way it goes, yeah. right? So it's not okay, but that's definitely a yes that that did happen. Because there's they're showing me like, like literally that language of playing with fire, that they're looking for things that like titillate and, you know, excite. It starts small and then it's, they're also showing that like, you know, somebody got smothered with a pillow kind of thing, or it was by accident or like, and it just kind of spirals, but the spot. Okay. So this, so she really is kind of a bad guy. But, um, <laughs> that she starts to get off on that, mm. like this control power of there's a life and now there's not energetics. Okay. Oof. Okay. Oof. So the first card was a doozy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nathan, do you have any thoughts on the life? No, of I mean, I, I, 
Yeah, I think that what we've heard so far kind of tracks with what we thought. We've always kind of been on the fence, but I've always been in the camp of like, yeah, some of it had to have happened. There's something there that people were able to gossip about that actually happened that held her accountable. But 600 people, let's be real. That's that's a little bit, a little bit of an overinflation. Okay, I'm going to shuffle. <laughs> Y'all can't see. I'm going to shuffle. I'm going to pull another card. It's interesting, all of this. I wonder, though, one thing that you can know now. Her father was a sadistic man. And there's a story that when she was a child, she watched her father. And big old content warning if you're squeamish. You know, this wasn't the episode for you to press play on anyway. Her father... The story goes, she watched her father take like a homeless man that was like guilty of stealing a loaf of bread or something and had him sewed into a horse while still alive, like a dead horse. And that's how they, (laughs) this is the kind of life. These medieval, yeah, these medieval tortures, where did they come up with this? I'm going to sew you into a horse. And we, I mean, (laughs) so who knows if that's true, but that's the kind of reputation her dad had. Well, as you're talking, all I hear is yes. Like, yes. She's like, yeah, like, that, that dude there... was fucked up. Yeah, like, <laughs> she watched a lot of things. There's also some, she, okay, here's what I hear. She was forced to watch a lot of things. So then it becomes normative, and then it becomes a matter of that generational trauma that you pass down. Someone hurt me, or so I'm going to hurt somebody else. This is definitely the case with her. Of even, like, watching, ter- like, terrible things. Okay. Because okay. there's a rumor that she had a child before she got married, and she got married at 14. So I didn't know if like, that's okay. where you were going with, like, maybe she was assaulted by her father. Well, I think that's also the case, too. Honestly, this, um, yeah. Dark I mean, shit. That's okay, what dark I shit is. in her life. Y- like, from her father. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So it that's what I hear. And so it's just from the very start, she didn't have much of a chance at things. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just that spiral. I'm, I'm going to pull the next card. I'm just asking that it be a clarifying card. Okay. So just to, we're going to see where this okay. goes. Not often, but sometimes comments on our content are like when bad things happen to women in history, some people will be like, well, I don't care because they were nobility or they were royalty and royalty is and i'm like okay i feel like this kind of shit it's it doesn't have to do with royalty or not money can't buy you a normal life (laughs) like it can't buy if this kind of shit's happening to you as a kid often the more resources you have the more fucked up it can get because you really are more distanced from things people are less likely to call things out or try to protect you because you're connected to their income or their resources or it just goes really sideways and i'm not demonizing resources or money or income or wealth but i do think it's particularly in a capitalist culture where we don't you know protect society and we glorify resources that shit gets real weird real fast Mm -hmm. i think and so again not to excuse any of it but i think there i would seek compassion and empathy yeah for the situation as well yeah i think there's a a quote by a a a poet named Notorious B.I.G. More money, more problems. <laughs> Be 
It's true. It's true, y'all. Like, well, it's true because when you talk about like people think money solves things, and it's like you just have more shit to manage, mm-hmm. literally. And then people, you don't know if people are saying things to take advantage of you, if they want something from you. So there's a trust thing there, and so yeah. And there's a, a little bit of this, like you know, I don't. Again, I don't know her life, but with wealth in these times, like they weren't. So super traveling a lot they're kind of insular there's no tv there's no phones not that i'm glorifying those either but it's like what the fuck are you gonna do with yourself like it's you and these walls and people no we've talked about this on this podcast before (laughs) we had our good friends on from a show called ancient history fangirl and we talked about they didn't have Pornhub. what else was there to do I'm being serious like you know and you get into like blood and sex magic and one thing leads to another and then all of a sudden it's like there's no porn hub okay so you're just gonna try out what's in your brain it's a little (laughs) tricky okay so I just love the cards can I just say how much I love the cards um so I just asked for a clarifying card I just and so for the audience what does a clarifying card mean Meaning, we got information. We asked the question. We said, is this, you know, she the real bad guy or is this a political smear campaign? We have all of this narrative now. And so I'm just asking, can we get some clarification on this? Like, (laughs) can we just clarify a little bit? Um, It's nebulous. It's not very pointed. I know that. But this seems to be a big story. She's not being let in fully, which means she's not benevolent. She's also not massively malevolent because she's there's a presence like i can feel her here but there's a pause there's something there's a barrier between y'all yeah like literally i always lay an energetic salt circle that says you can't come in she's standing at the circle so like she can stand and she can like nod and be here but she's not welcomed in so the clarification card that i pulled is the moon so in this deck it's really beautiful it's a dark sky it's a crescent moon and it's these trees okay we've pulled two major arcana cards in a row that's that's a big deal that's big 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 energy this is karmic energy on this show we call that big clit energy yes (laughs) i'm into it (laughs) so she's got some big clit energy which i don't think anybody will ever ever thought she didn't do i get to say another c word yeah um she's a little more cunty than that oh um, yeah so it's not me y'all it's the channel um i didn't say cunt the card said cunty not me i would never i'm hiding behind the cards y'all okay for sure don't let my children listen to this episode no, they can totally listen so the moon card historically is the card of shadows this is the shit you don't want people to know you don't want people to see this is the depth if you dredge the pond what the fuck's gonna come up and do you know that the the metaphor i always use is are you gonna get somebody's old boot or a dead body mm. so she is the ultimate bad guy y'all i'm gonna say yes okay okay and 600 is conflated people there there was truth here there is truth here that number is incorrect from what i'm receiving what i see is not small it's about half that i still don't understand that like as a 300 i will i'll have to revisit in how many years that was they're showing me a pile of dead bodies. Like, it's just a, it's just what it is. And so I do have compassion for her because this is like this confluence of like probably some mental health issues within their lineage. 
the things that she watched, it seems pretty clear to me that she was raped by her father, that that child, I think, was her father's. So you think that did happen, not just a rumor? I do. Okay. Yeah. And even as you were telling the story, that's why I don't like to start talking before I start pulling cards, because I could start hearing things mm-hmm. that I felt like that was the case when you were talking to me from the very beginning, that there was just some dark shit from the very, very start. She doesn't know anything different than navigating in this way. She's trying to find power and control. She's trying to find pleasure. And this mix of like adrenaline, dopamine hits, excitement, control is becomes out of control. And, okay, so the first <laughs> yeah. card was, was she the ultimate bad guy? And it was just like a fire and fury and blood and sex magic card. And so on the next card, the clarifying card is like, is that what you meant? And it's saying, yeah, I'm dark, like basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to put like a negative connotation to shadow work because it's a very beautiful thing. But this almost feels like this is her version of shadow work. Yeah. She's she's doing these things to other people to try to navigate what was going on in her own mental health issues in her own way. Um, And that was how she did it. It's what was done to her essentially absolutely so i appreciate that because you know i'm all about shadow work it's usually just about like the things that you don't want people to see or know like this was some dark deep shit this was some majorly like subconscious stuff i want to also add this is gonna this is kind of this is fucked up it points me back to this she's pointing me back to the strength card she's like it wasn't all fucked up i really did enjoy some of it and i was like okay (laughs) all right the like blood and sex magic like the sensuality component of it and this language and narrative and visual of vampires of she's seeking like eternal i mean she got it, right? Like, infamy. Like, eternal life. Yeah, she's been this dead for, like, 500 narrative. years. We're, and her name is still... She's still in the Guinness Book of World Records, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, she's not mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> she's not mad at it at all. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. I'm Helena Bonham Carter, and for BBC Radio 4, this is History's Secret Heroes a new series of rarely heard tales from World War II. They had no idea that she was Britain's top female codebreaker. We'll hear of daring risk-takers. What she was offering to do was to ski in over the high Carpathian mountains. Of course it was dangerous, but uh, danger was his friend. Subscribe to History's Secret Heroes wherever you get your podcasts.
This is so interesting because I keep waiting for like a moment to tell you about like what the political aspect of it was, what like people point to, but it doesn't seem like she wants to talk about the what people point to to be like, no, this was a smear campaign and the proof of that. It doesn't seem like she wants to talk about that at all. She wants to talk about the dead bodies. <laughs> I mean, I, let's pull another card. Okay. Because again, she's standing at the circle. She's not allowed in. She, Leo, wants to be seen. Mm-hmm. I get to shine today. There was an open They're channel for me. I was me. invited. <laughs> yeah. And the witchiness of my heart and like the component of Lilith is still really loud here of like, the demonization and just like the hard sell of again we can talk about like sex workers right this that is so demonized that then it becomes off because people don't honor it or don't protect it or make it safe and make it okay does that make sense oh no absolutely yeah yeah that there's a component of that here too of being a highly sexual sensual person bdsm is like can be really constructive for people. It's mm-hmm. about trust and it's about safety and, you know, heading to that edge without going somewhere. So long and as everybody like, involved wants to be involved. Correct. <laughs> but it's almost... Y'all, I listened to just some shady stuff coming out of my mouth today. But it's almost like... We asked you to channel the most prolific serial killer, so... <laughs> y'all, thank you for that. I mean... Um, You're like, cool. It's almost like she, you know, was a a pioneer of BDSM. Like, only just all went too far. Like, in this really terrible way. If only way. she had had Pornhub to know when to uh, stop. Yeah, that, that, that would have solved so many issues. <laughs> no, I'm but... laughing so hard. It's not even making any sound right now. I can't. Um, <laughs> it's so true, though. <laughs> God, she could have just let her freak flag fly in another way. Yeah, she could have. That's she all I'm it. saying. You know, like, oh, in another lifetime mm-hmm. is actually what I hear. She could have been it, a dominatrix and yes, made a literally, money. and just like a shit ton of cash. Yeah. You know, I, that's all I'm saying. Okay. I love this. <laughs> okay. What's the question about the smear campaign? It, the question that I've always wondered is, was she really the bad guy? Or is um, the king that we mentioned, he owe, she owed him, no, he owed her and her husband, like when her husband was still alive, he borrowed a bajillion dollars from them, let's say. After she got found guilty and went under house arrest, he didn't have to pay that back. Oh, Okay. How convenient. <laughs> right. So that's her defenders always point to, no, the king just didn't want to pay her back. And since she was a widow and she didn't have a man to protect her, it was easy just to lock her up and not have to pay her back. Oh. Lock her up. Well, I mean, there has been a yes and. I mean, there are a lot of dead bodies. There. There, that's fact. Okay. That's, I mean, fact from your intuitive psychic channel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> making fun of fact. my yeah. <laughs> For entertainment purposes only. <laughs> what do you consider fact? Um, so uh, she's not innocent. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay. So, okay. What are we asking? <laughs> if she felt like if the king hadn't owed her a lot of money, would she have still gotten locked up? Would we even be talking about this? Oh, well, I'm going to... Oh, okay, I'm going to pull a card. Because okay. <laughs> maybe the king was like, ah, I don't care if a rich person's killing all these poors, but if she, he's like, oh, but she owes me money. Okay, if, if she wasn't owed money, 
would she have by the Holy Roman from the Holy Roman Emperor, who's like one of the most powerful dudes in Europe? Oh my God, y'all! I love I love what I do. Um, it's so weird. <laughs> it's great. It's so weird. Oh my God. Okay. Um, it's the Four of Pentacles, and the Pentacles are the monies. Yes. Uh-huh. So the four of pentacles uh-huh. means that money's the foundation of everything in this. Four is a number of uh, foundational pieces. It also has a connection to Hecate because those who listen who are, you know, in my community and followers, they're going to be like, well, you didn't say Hecate. Okay. So there is a, that is so much clarity with that question is, no, she would not have been taken to court. She would not have been convicted. Nobody would have given a shit if he didn't owe her money. End of story. That okay. that that tracks because like it, we talked about the serfdom and I I do think that this was at play here that people treated the serfs like garbage like you could treat them however you wanted essentially like an enslaved person you could beat them you could do all they these horrible property. things and it was property and nobody cared so it makes sense that it's like yeah she did these things but it wouldn't have been made a big deal. If there wasn't money at play at the foundation, like you said. Yeah. So this card in a, like a layman's terms, right? Like day to day reading is usually about like having all of your resources in harmony with each other, right? The pentacles card, the coins card is, is traditionally finances. It's more than that. It's our resources, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's very loud that in order to keep the foundation of his life power, yeah, he needed her to go away. Mm. In order to keep things humming and rolling. And so in order to keep the foundations going, turning. And I mean, what what, what luck? You know, she was also female. So a good old witch hunt and demonizing her, easy. Unfortunately, she was not a fully benevolent character, <laughs> and it was like too easy. Yeah, is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing it's like taking candy from a baby kind of thing. It was just too easy. Too so let's yeah, let's just conflate the number. Just just make her the biggest demon we can come across. And then it's easy pickings. Interesting, because I feel like the first card was like, were you actually this bad guy? was like so convoluted with so many ways that you could take it. But then this one would be like, was it because of the money? She's like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, honey. Like, yeah. 100%. yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, let me give you a money card. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like the foundation money yeah. card. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's so much clarity in that one. And it is fascinating, mm. right? The foundation of this whole issue is the money. It's so easy pickings. Then you move into the shadows. He gets wind that, oh, she got some shit going on here. People are not going to like that, especially from a woman. Yeah. Right? And if we get her to go away, plus she's got an ego. She's told some people. Like people know. And it's almost showing, okay, it is showing. Like, when she's taken to trial, she's, like, very regal about it. Yeah. There's nothing empathetic about that. She knows she's going to her death. It's not like it's really a fair trial. So she's like, I might as well be fabulous and be, like, the ultimate villain. She leaned into her villain era. Totally. (laughs) She was like, this is my moment. Last one I'm going to get. Everybody look at me. I have one more question if we can do another card around her house arrest. So, Nathan, when you and I did the episode, all I ever read was that the most popular story goes is after she was convicted – 
she was, like, walled up into one room, like, with one, like, brick out so that they could give her food, and that was it. But more contemporary research said that, no, it was just, like, a regular house arrest. Like, she couldn't go anywhere, but she wasn't, like, brick. Like, in the in our episode, we were like, so I guess she just shit in a bucket? So, um, was she... Didn't they anyway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> did anyway. Was, was our house arrest as, as intense as the traditional story, or was it just kind of like a... You could stay in the house. You just can't leave the house like a normal house arrest. Okay. So was house arrest as intense as the story goes? Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, never a, that's never a good thing whenever you're having your tarot cards Ooh, read and the tarot card reader goes, oh, man. <laughs> like, that it's super scary. Yeah, man, you know. It, it wasn't good. It's feeling like the one room sort of scenario. So for people that can't see it, what card was that? Eight of cups. Okay. In this deck, it is eight broken glasses against uh, a black mountain. It's not good. It's whenever I, so in a typical reading, when I read for this card, I love this card. It can be very empowering. It says shit's fucking broken. Do not, you can't fix it. There's no fixing it. Like broken wine glasses, you're not going to glue those back together. Right. And so some people just leave all the shards on the floor, but now you can't use your kitchen. So there's nothing to do but to sweep it up, fucking trash it and start over kind of thing. Right. So it's a card typically of walking away from what no longer emotionally works for you. So it can be a very empowering card of like, why the fuck do you keep going back to this relationship, this job, this partnership, this thing? It does not serve you. It doesn't, it doesn't feed you. Just walk away. You can just leave. You can do something else. That's the typical of this card because eight is the number of empowerment. But in this instance, in this question that we're asking, all you can see is the broken fucking glass and the black mountain, right? Hmm. So this is like, yeah, there's, there's, everything's fucking broken and gone. It's desolate. This is not a normal house arrest where you can have a cozy, like, oh, I'm going to go have tea and then I'm going to move to this other room and I could read the books that are in my life. Absolutely not. This is stone cold, really dark, really not okay. Really, like, everything's fucking broken. Mental breaks is what I'm, I'm mm. feeling here of, like, just silence or insanity, meaning both. Yeah. So, yeah, this wasn't a cozy, comfy house arrest scenario. Yeah. As we've learned, solitary confinement is not great for people's mental health. Um, so I can imagine shit being broken whenever yeah. you're locked in a room for shit. years. Okay. <clears throat> Damn. I was... I feel like Tyra Banks with Elizabeth Bathory right now because we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? (laughs) But it sounds like she doesn't deserve it. (laughs) Well, I I don't know about that. It's really, there is a funny little, because I keep touching, like I've got a massive headache. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to lie. No, 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 no. Meaning like sometimes when I channel the energy is so big or it's just like not, it's just like a lot of energy. So I'm just communicating that because there's an intensity here that is not typical, okay? And again, it's almost like she's trying to push through this boundary, but like, no, the walls are really solid and clear. She can't come in. And so it's feeling like, it's feeling like tension, like trying to keep her out, okay? But I keep, my hand keeps being drawn to my heart, like when you, when we're talking about her, because there is this little heartache of like, I have a strange 
love for her. I, that's going to sound weird. <laughs> but, like, I know, it sounds weird. But I think it's, like, the way I'm feeling it move through is that it started as a way to chant channel some things mm-hmm. right like to try to work around things to try to uh, like she doesn't have a therapist she doesn't have anybody who cares she she's got up. this dad who, she doesn't have board up right like she does not have these resources mm-hmm. she is a human with a really shitty experience okay and so there is this like oh fuck just i think sometimes being human is just really fucking hard where it just goes so wrong in all the ways, yes, she is responsible for the things that she did. That is fucked up. And yet, how did this start, right? Like, where did it begin? And she's got zero support, zero functionality. And it's like, this is just where it goes. So it's, I don't, part of me wants to root for her because that's what it's feeling like too. Like, she just wanted to be seen. And, you know, it's almost it's almost like a kid who's acting out. Like, I'm going to do the grossest, biggest things to see if anybody fucking cares. Did they? Nope. Put her in a room for the rest of her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. It's- well, this, this was really interesting. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I'm sorry that we brought this into... <laughs> sorry that we gave you a headache. No, 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 no. That's part of the job. <laughs> That's part of, part of the deal here. Nathan, do you have any last questions or um, comments? Anything? No, I I think that was just... I was looking forward to this one, but this one's one of those that you're like, ooh. I know. Me and Nathan had a conversation about a week ago of like, is it is this too dark? So I'm glad you were open to it. There's something energetically fascinating. Mm-hmm. There's an energy here to her that feels very human. I, I'm not going to say sorry. Like, she's just... It's complicated. It's fucked up. She earned the moniker. Okay. She did earn it. She's called the Blood you know. Countess. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. She 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 likes it. I'm gonna tell you that right now. She does. You know. I also think there's an element here too of what I hear of like men got these really like cool. You know. Um, Oh my God, my brain is starting to shut down now, energetically. Meaning like, they got these really neat, like people, you know, love them, put them on pedestals when they were overly um, violent. You kill a billion guys in battle, the king gives you an award. I mean, she, it's really messed up because she used the resources she had, like to, to make a name for herself, to be present, to be heard. It's super fucked up. And yet she's like, look, I'm not totally sorry. You're still talking about me. Like, <laughs> so as long as my name is in your mouth, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no such thing as bad publicity. That was so, so interesting, Tandy. Thank you so much for that. Yes. You're so any, welcome. Any final I have thoughts? Nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, did. You, you were you were the channel. I am the channel. And now you have a headache. Sorry. <laughs> Um. No, I I just love being brought into these. Yeah. I mean, we've done two. I got to tell you, they're some of the most fun that I have. It is literally the wild ride. Like, I don't and know our community out. loves it. We already have two other mysteries that people have been asking for nonstop to be read on. So in the upcoming months. But until then, Tandy, tell everybody where they can find you. 
You can find me at unicornwellnessstudio.com. All of my offerings are there. Um, we've got a little special for December and January for the membership in the studio. If anybody's curious or interested, um, anybody who comes becomes a member in December or January is going to get my healing protocols free it's a $150 bonus um and it's so if you've got any sort of injury issue chronic thing whether it's diagnosed or you're like it's just a thing that's been with me forever in your physical vessel and body these are so magical so healing they create upswing where earnestly nothing else has so my background my teacher was a uh, physical therapist the background was pilates and it sews in reiki healing and the energetics around these pieces as well and as always come find me on instagram it's tandy underscore gutierrez yes I would, I would personally like to give a little testimonial because I am part of the magical mentoring currently, um, and I have found it to be such a healing and beautiful thing. It's, it's a big community of people. We all kind of talk about what's going on, but have especially loved the, the healings and everything that she's talking about from a personal standpoint. It works, um, and it is a brilliant program. Uh, the mat work is just to die for. Everything is just amazing. So personal shout out to Tandy because it has been a wonderful ride doing the magical Aww. mentoring. So I- well, now I'm having FOMO. Y'all are hanging out without me? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, the good news is you can come into the studio any day, any time. Um, that makes my heart so happy. It's it really is like you have to try it to see mm-hmm. if it's going to be a fit, but it is fully inclusive one-stop shop, like for your spiritual hygiene, for your personal magic and for your self care. And it's, it's going to be 11 years old in February and there's still nothing else earnestly like it out there. Mm-hmm. So thank you. And the links to yes. all of that will be in our show notes. Put it for this one. Cause I love Tandy. So <laughs> this was awesome. Thank you so much. We are definitely going to have you back on in 2024. How does that sound? Excellent. I can't wait. I love Yay. you so much. All right. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, bitches. Cheers. Hello, everyone. It's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.